Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter for your Houston Texans, and of course, glad to be with you this evening. We've got plenty for you on the show tonight. I cannot wait. There's one segment in particular that I cannot wait for tonight, and that is the men behind the mics. We'll have that in our last segment of the first hour. And it is Mark Vandermeer sitting down with Wayne Larravee, longtime voice of the Chicago Bears and also the Green Bay Packers. Imagine Mark being the voice of the Texans and then going to be the voice of the Colts or the voice of the Titans. That's what Wayne Laramie essentially is because he started his career, I want to say, with Chicago and then went to Green Bay. He now obviously is the voice of the Green Bay Packers, but for a long time he was the voice of the Chicago Bears and now the voice of the Green Bay Packers. So I can't wait for that. Uh, We got um, Drew and I in the lab and this one was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I think you'll enjoy this one. We'll have that later in the show as well. But we're going to kick off tonight's show with some hot reads presented by Geico. And there is some great news in reference to Geico. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now, on a Wednesday... We go straight to Texans Audio Jukebox. And there were a lot of people talking today. A lot of key people talking today, if you know what I mean. So let's start with Romeo Cronell, who went to the microphone this morning to talk about various things going on with this football team. And, of course, with all the different things that are happening, people wanted to know about the passing game. Can it be better? Here's what Rack had to say about the Texans passing attack. I think it can be better, and one of the things that helps it uh, be better or, or hopefully will get get it to be better is we're taking what the defense gives us, uh, so we're spreading the ball so they can't focus on one particular guy as being the receiver. You know, they got to cover everybody, then which basically gives us one-on-ones, and then if they double somebody, we recognize the double, then we can get to the one-on-one. You know, so uh, so hopefully we can continue doing that and put pressure on, on the defense. It certainly is a different way of living, there's no doubt, because when we played for the last seven years, 
everybody knew who was more than likely going to get the double team. And that was DeAndre Hopkins for the most part. Now, there are some teams that did double Will Fuller. Um, and maybe towards the end of the run in 18-19, that's what more teams were doing was doubling Will Fuller. But now it really is kind of pick your poison. All right, you're going to double Fuller, we'll go to Cooks. You're going to double both of them somehow, we're going to go to Cop. So uh, you double all of them, which I don't know if you can do. We'll throw the ball to Darren Fells or throw it to Farrell Brown. Titans have been doing a really good job um, getting open. Everybody's been doing a great job uh, getting open from that part. All right. Sean Watson's going to be on one side. Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the other side. And Rack talked about the game plan to face future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. They're tremendous because he's really good. Um, he does a good job at the line of scrimmage, controlling the line of scrimmage, getting guys to jump off sides. Uh, he does a good job of recognizing the defense, uh, knowing where he needs to go with the ball. And he's got weapons around him that he uses. You know, he'll use that stable of running backs that they have. Um, usually they have a big tight end that uh, he likes and goes to. They got good receivers, you know. And so with all of those weapons, just like I mentioned with, with our guy, if he can spread the ball around, you have to cover him one-on-one to, to a degree or choose who you're going to double. And he's experienced so he can figure out what the double is. And then he can go somewhere else with the ball. I remember we went up in 2016 to take on the Packers in 20, yeah, 2016, December of 2016. It was one of my more memorable days down on the sideline. It was a snowy day at Lambeau Field, the field I grew up going to see games. And Rodgers was dealing with a hamstring injury. And he had Jordy Nelson, he had Randall Cobb in that game. And he just found a way willing that team. He couldn't run, really scramble. But he'd make plays out of the pocket, and where you think he'd run normally, he couldn't. So he would pull up, make a throw to one of those guys, and obviously hit Jordy Nelson for the game winner. It was just—I mean, you couldn't—you just stood and applauded in some sense, uh, mentally, for a guy that, like, God, he's really good. Oh, I hated facing him um, because he was the only reason the Texans ended up losing that game. He was just phenomenal, and. I don't know that there's been a drop-off in his game. Last week, not good against the Buccaneers. So hopefully the Texans will have learned something from watching that tape. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot to game plan for uh, when facing Aaron Rodgers. So one of the guys that will be instrumental in doing that is Lonnie Johnson, who has, I don't say permanently moved to safety, but I think the move is going to be permanent. I think. I've, I've said that for a while. I said it dating back to the rookie year. I thought Lonnie would play better at safety. So that was the best move. And that's what they've done. Here's Rack talking about Lonnie Johnson's move to safety. Lonnie has made good progress at safety. Uh, and I think he enjoys the position uh, and learning the position. You know, there there's more communication on, on the back end back there. As a corner, you're by yourself. You're on that island. Uh, but I think he's enjoying it and... Uh, and he's making progress at it, and I think he'll get better as we go along. As I've been spending, oh, I don't know, about two and a quarter hours or more in my car uh, lately making the drive to and from the stadium and various things going on, I've been listening to Sports Radio 610, I mean, almost every minute of the day. And I know that one of the stickiest points for them in talking about is tackling. And the Texans have not tackled well. And according to PFF, the Texans are one of the three worst tackling teams in the league. And I've listened 
throughout. And I will say teaching tackling's not easy. Having done it many, many years ago, it's not easy. And back then, we could teach it a different way. And obviously, it's taught differently now. And we could actually work on the tackling back then more so than we can now. But that doesn't make this tackling uh, weakness, that's no excuse. I mean, you've got to be able to tackle the other teams are in the same boat. They're not hitting, but they're still making the tackles. I think the one thing that people have missed the most about the tackling is if you think about the players the Texans have lost the last few years, they were all good tacklers. I mean, BMAC being hurt, did play the first, what, three, four games, I guess. He was always a very good tackler. We had Tyra Matthew and Kareem Jackson, both very good tacklers from the secondary. DJ Reader, for a big dude that took on a lot of blocks, when he was asked to make a tackle or was there to make a tackle, he made it. Those guys were good tacklers. And I think there's something to being a good tackler. The Texans are not tackling well. And I can tell you a number of times when guys were just throwing a shoulder into a guy. Trying to just, you know, throw that instead of just going and wrapping a guy up. Romeo talked about the tackling as he was asked about it this morning. Well, we're several games into the season, but all of those things that they said still apply. You know, you're not tackling much because you don't tackle at practice. And the time you get the chance to tackle is in the game uh, when it's for real. Um, And so bad habits kind of carry over. And we have to try to eliminate those bad habits, which we'll try to do at practice. But, you know, without taking guys to the ground, you really can't practice tackling. And so we're not going to take them to the ground because – If you lose a guy in practice and you don't have a guy for the game, then, you know, what's the benefit of it, okay? Uh, So uh, it's a thin line that we walk to try to get it done. And I think one of the things that can help us the most is everybody winning their gap when we're gapped out defense and then hustle and effort to the ball. And Rack brings up the point that should be made, and that is if everybody does his job taking care of his gap and his job, there will be more than one guy available to make a tackle. Simply put, the NFL has to be, any football team has to be about two, three, four tacklers because if the first guy misses him but at least slows him down, then somebody else can maybe arrive to finish the tackle with a couple other partners. But if you are not taking care of your gaps, you get knocked out of gaps. It's a uh, situation. I saw a one of the plays the Texans, uh, I'm sorry, the Titans ran the other day was a power play. Or no, it was a split zone. And John U. Smith came across to kick out J.J. Watt. But along the way, he kind of ran into Terrell Adams. So John U. Smith actually made two blocks because he kind of nudged Adams. Well, Terrell's not because he's now dealing with that block. Didn't come clean like he was supposed to on Derrick Henry. So he's not in, in, in position to tackle Henry. So he misses. JJ gets blocked by Janu, which he shouldn't even been on the play as it was. Gets up to the second level. There's nobody there. Secondary, everybody whiffs on him. He makes that about a 30-yard gain. So Rack brings up a great point. If people take care of their gaps and take care of what they're doing, look, you're going to physically get beat at times. I mean, it happens. You physically get beat at times. But... If you're in the right gap, you can make up for it uh, with having two, three, four guys at the tackle spot, and that the Texans have not been doing a great job of. All right, let's get to Deshaun Watson as we spin the Texans audio jukebox and getting his thoughts on a wide receiver like 
Randall Cobb. What's it like having the vet alongside who has done a lot of good things thus far through six games for the Texans? Let's hear from Deshaun on Randall Cobb. Uh, that's great. I mean, he teaches me a lot of different things that he learned over the years and what he's seen. Uh, having a veteran guy that is on the same page with you and seeing the same things you do, uh, it, it helps you out. You know exactly where he wants to be or he's going to be and you know exactly where you want him to be. So uh, it makes the game a lot more easier and um, a lot more fun. I think the thing that's frustrating in watching this offense, the last few weeks, 36 points at Tennessee, 30 points against the Jags, missed opportunities in previous games that could have put them in the 28 to 30 point range. But they just haven't been able to stop anybody significantly. When they did, which was the Jaguars, they were able to win that game by a couple touchdowns. And, yeah, the offense is going to have to continue to do its part and continue to put up 35-plus to be able to get wins while this defense tries to find itself. Um, I think that's that's the shame of it because in losing, you start kind of, all right, where where are the problem areas? The other part of it is you don't emphasize the things that have made the offense better. And I think one of them has been veterans, cooks, Cobb coming over to help a young quarterback like Deshaun. I know he's in his fourth year, but still, considering how long we think Deshaun's going to play, he's just you know early into his career. So having those veterans that can come over and say, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what we're seeing. Here's what we need to look at. Here's where I'm going to be. Here's why I'm going to be there. So I think it's very, very important. All right. When we went to Green Bay last year, that was one of the more fun moments that I can remember. And I was up kind of in the little press box perch they had it was kind of this i think i've described it before they have bleachers like eight rows of bleachers if that that run like almost there are two fields that sit next to each other so it's almost 200 yards about seven eight rows at the top of like right in the middle there's like a little press box and my dad and my mom watched practice with me there and so at one point i remember seeing deshaun go up to when it's a special teams practice or special teams part of the practice I saw Deshaun go up to Aaron Rodgers and saw the two of them talking. I was like, man, that's so cool that you have the opportunity to do that, to just kind of chat with somebody at practice. Now the two are going to be facing each other in a game. I know they have mad respect for one another, but here's Deshaun talking about facing Aaron Rodgers. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is yeah, it's my first time other than, yeah, I didn't play preseason, but first time going against him. So it's going to be dope uh, just to be able to see him in live action, the things he do. Um, He's definitely a guy that I, I love to watch. I've been watching since I was young. So, uh, I mean, the things he do with the football, he can control it and place it in places that people, you know, wish and just like, oh, my gosh. So uh, it's definitely going to be fun to compete with him. We're going to have to score a lot of points because that's what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, we got to continue to just keep pushing forward. And it's going to be fun. One of the things I always change chafes me so much is when quarterback v. quarterback well, those two don't ever face each other. You know, they are, they're, they're guiding their individual offenses, but they don't face each other. Technically, the player that Deshaun has to face is cornerback Jair Alexander. And here's Deshaun talking about the Pro Bowl cornerback from Green Bay, Jair Alexander. Uh, he's smart. He's a guy that breaks well on the, on the place. Uh, he, he plays physical. Um, he can transition very well. He has a lot of good speed. And I've been playing against him since Louisville. So um, I've always thought he was a great player. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to, you know, continue to go at him and, uh, you know, compete with him. Coming up next, we're going to go with our men behind the mics. Yes, Wayne Larravee and Mark Vandermeer sat down to chat about this one on Sunday. We'll have that for you next on Texans All Access. 
For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales. Plus, rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now, get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,500 cash back plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. 
There is positive energy everywhere, yes, even this year. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, they've committed over a half million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And this season, they're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology, tools, and programming they need to truly succeed. Reliant is proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders because kids will power a brighter future for all of us. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. It's Mattress Firm's Save Big Sale. Don't miss savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 or more and save up to 40% on select mattresses from our best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. With a new coaching staff imminent, this team could see an abundance of players not coming back after this year. This is a bad roster. I mean, awful roster in very key areas. Jobs are on the line. Who will play well enough to be a part of the future? Texans, Packers, Sunday at noon on the official home of the Texans. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by AWS. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as a player's speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Now here's the show. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Watch Texans Extra Points Saturday nights at 11 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Calling all Houston area teachers. You want to bring a little Texas football to your classroom? Then sign up for Toro's Math Drills presented by ConocoPhillips. Toro's Math Drills is a video series designed to help third and fourth graders learn how to tackle math in the classroom. Go to HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Math Drills to learn more. Neither of these next two individuals need Toro's math drills. They actually do, but they're probably too old to use them. So we're not going to do it for them. We're only doing it for third and fourth graders or others that want it. But Wayne Larrabee and Mark Vandermeer don't need Toro's math drills because they've got voices from God. I love to listen to both of these two men. And they sat down to chat about this huge game on Sunday, Green Bay at Houston, Here's Mark Vandermeer with Packers play-by-play voice, Wayne Larravee. Joining us right now, Texans Radio's voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larravee. Wayne, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Good to be with you, Mark. All right, here we are in COVID-era broadcasting with uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Houston Texans about to get together. All right, first off, i got to get it out of the way. What happened last week against Tampa Bay did not look like your normal pack performance. 
No, you know, Tampa's uh, defense is really good, Mark. I- I'm going to go on a, out on a limb and say I think they may be one of the top four or five defenses in the league. And, and I think the speed, especially of their inside linebackers uh, through the Packers often, took the offense out of its rhythm. And, uh, you know, on a day when the offense was struggling, the defense needed to step up to the next level, take the ball away, make plays. And unfortunately, they were unable to do so. All right, what version of Aaron Rodgers are we getting now this late in his career? How has he played, in your opinion? You've seen all the games. Well, he's been terrific um, for the most part and obviously struggled, as everyone did, uh, at Tampa. But in the first four games of the season, he kind of hearkened back to the Aaron Rodgers of 2011. Um, Everything was crisp. Everything was quick. Um, he, He, you know, he hasn't lost any arm talent or anything like that. Uh, maybe he's not as fast as he once was when he gets out and breaks the pocket. But nonetheless, he's still the same quarterback, in my opinion. The only difference between Aaron Rodgers and the 2011 or 2014 Aaron Rodgers are the receivers around him. And, and back in those days, you know, you had a, a Donald Driver, a James Jones, a Jordy Nelson, a Randall Cobb, and a you know, young Randall Cobb. Um, you had Jermichael Finley, who was a dynamic talent at, uh, you know, tight end. So he, he doesn't have quite those kinds of players around him outside of Devontae Adams, uh, who is a terrific talent. But, um, you know, no, their offense, their scheme was really well executed the first four weeks of the season. And like I said last week at Tampa, they just seemed to be off the off script a little bit. And that was uh, even when they were up 10, nothing they were. You could tell the offense wasn't quite flowing the way it did the first four weeks of the season. Wayne Larravee, voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us. All right, so there's a narrative outside of the organization about Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and how it all got started. How is that relationship right now, in your opinion, being close to it? I think it's very good. From what I've seen and all I've observed up close, uh, I think they have a great relationship. And, um, you know, both have helped the other out. Uh, Matt, obviously, in introducing Aaron to this new scheme. And Aaron kind of, you know... um, Uh, during games with Matt saying, hey, listen, coach, hold on, hang on, we're going to be all right. Uh, This game has some ebbs and flows to it, but we're okay, that kind of thing. So I think both have been good for each other because you've got experience from different areas, um, you know, different types of experiences, and both have uh, been great. They seem like they're having a great time uh, working well together and that type of thing. Uh, I thought last year the one thing that stood out to me about the team last year was there was a fun element to it the team enjoyed each other they enjoyed being together I think that's still carried over this year although you know we're only five games into the season so it's hard to get a feel for how this team really is going to work going forward but I think this was a big wake-up call and now they face some adversity and I think we're going to get a look at what kind of team they really are uh, going forward Wayne a couple of other players I want to ask you about Aaron Jones the running back what does he bring He's a dynamic back, Um, you know, great player with the ball in his hands in space. Uh, But he's he still will do some of the dirty work. He doesn't shy away from slamming it into uh, the defensive line between the tackles. He uh, he doesn't shy away from pass uh, blitz pickup. He's become and again, he's a smaller player. So this is not something that was natural to him, but he's become very reliable at picking up the blitz. Um, you know, but, and he's become an excellent receiver. He's worked on that. He was not a great receiver coming out of Texas, El Paso, but he, he's become a very good receiver downfield. They have no problems splitting him out as a wide receiver. And, and due to the lack of, I, I guess, um, uh, depth of experience in their wide 
receiving core outside of Devontae Adams, they will a lot of times take Aaron Jones and put him wide and with the intent of uh, playing him like a wide receiver and seeing how the defense handles him, how they cover him, who they put on him. What about Zadarius Smith, uh, outside linebacker, five sacks so far? They move him around the formation a lot, much like the Texans do with uh, J.J. Watt, uh, but they'll – They'll play Z uh, on the outside from the left side or they'll move him to the right side, and then they'll a lot of times stand him up in the middle uh, of the defensive line. So uh, you'll see him in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, he had a big game against Atlanta. Um, he and, and uh, Preston Smith, who brought such uh, great thunder to the Packers pass rush a year ago, been a little more quiet this year, but hoping to get on track on a more consistent basis. Wayne, we were up there last preseason to practice against the Packers, and it was just terrific in the summer being in Green Bay and everything. And I liken the Packers almost, people say a college atmosphere. I think it's almost like a big high school atmosphere because you're right smack dab in the middle of town, and it's just fantastic. How do you describe it to people? I mean, you've done a lot of games for a lot of different uh, organizations, situations, the Bulls, the Bears. How do you describe the Packers to people who just don't understand? Well, the experience of where they are, um, and I, I, I know you went to college in Massachusetts. I, I don't know if you know Massachusetts that well. Sure. But in western Massachusetts, there's this town called Pittsfield. Sure. Uh, it was a town in its glory days of about, uh, I don't know, 20,000, 30,000, something like that. Um, Green Bay, my youngest sister once described, we were driving into a Packers game at Green Bay. She said, you know, Green Bay is like Pittsfield with a pro football team in the middle of it. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of the way it is. So there is a neighborhood feel to it because the stadium is in a neighborhood. Um, there is a, a high school feel to it because that's how passionate the fans are that live there. The Packers are part of the fabric of it all. And uh, that's the way it is around the state. So, the, you know, when you consider this is like a college atmosphere, yeah, well, the whole state and, and people coming in from around the country give it that feel. But I think you're right, Mark. There's a lot of closeness of a high school team to this uh, uh, feel from the fans. You know, they, they regard it very personally. And uh, in that regard, it's really kind of fun. It's neat to be, to be a part of that, to see that happening. And, and game day, uh, you know, it just hasn't been the same this year without the tailgates and the people in the parking lot and getting there early in the morning and smelling the, uh, the charcoal uh, grills firing up, that type of thing. It, it's really surreal. And Obviously, we really miss the fans. I think everybody does. I'm getting hungry. Wayne Larravee, voice of the Packers, with us. Okay, you went to Emerson College, great communication school. And is it true that you would bring your tape recorder to the Boston Garden Celtics games and do some play-by-play to hone your skills? Yeah, you know, I did that all four years. That was uh, that was a great experience. And this is you can't do that now because this was what, back in the days when those hockey booths upstairs mm-hmm. were abandoned. And you could just walk in there and <laughs> sit down and do the game and like you were in a real press box. And, yeah, it was really fun. I enjoyed doing that over the years. And, and uh, I really look, looked forward to that. It was a big part of my college experience. All right, a couple more for you, Wayne. Being part of the Bulls, I mean, you did these games – what did you think of the last dance as it unfolded this summer on ESPN? I thought it was terrific for me and for all those of us that were around in those days. It was a you know walk down memory lane, and by that I mean you saw the security people and the banter that went back and forth between uh, the Bulls players and their security people. You saw the pictures on the plane, and all this brought memories rushing back. You know. Uh, of all these faces and people you haven't seen in 20 years and 
And I, that was really the best part of it. Um, you know, I, I thought they did a good job of, of uh, bringing drama to it. We knew at that last dance season, uh, we, we saw the, uh, you know, the, obviously we knew there was a crew following the bulls around that would get unparalleled access. We just didn't think it would take 20 years to see that access at one point. But it was great. I thought it was just wonderful. All right, so when people ask you, all right, you were around Michael Jordan, Michael or LeBron, how do you settle that debate? What do you tell them? It's, you know, they're two different players. I mean, LeBron is is from a different era and is, you know, he, he's bigger, he's stronger. You probably play more positions than Michael can. Uh, but the drive and determination they brought, and, and I don't think anyone is second to either of these two guys, uh, maybe Kobe is in the same category, the drive and determination to win. But I don't think the uh, uh, I don't think anyone was as cutthroat on a basketball floor ever as Michael Jordan. And mm. uh, I think that was the edge he brought each and every night when he stepped on the floor. And he never missed a game. Uh, he never took a, a night off. Um, you know, uh, that that uh, thing, I can't remember the term they call it now in the NBA where guys take Load a night management. out. Load management. That, that was not a factor. Michael played in all the preseason games, and he played in every game during the regular season. And I once asked him about that. He said, you know why? Because somebody paid to come see me play. And if I'm healthy, I'm going to play because that might be the only time that person has a chance to see me play. So he had a great feel for fans in that regard. All right, same question when people ask you about Aaron Rodgers because, my goodness, you did games with Michael Jordan. Here you are with Aaron Rodgers. You had Brett Favre. But what about Rodgers? Where do you put him when, when, when you're asked to rank? And I don't want to you know, put you on the spot, but I guess I will. Uh, how do you define all that? He's one of the great players I've had a chance to cover, um, both as a player and a person. And uh, you know, really love Aaron Rodgers. I I guess I'm partial to him because I remember back when I was uh, broadcasting Big Ten games on ESPN Regional, um, we had this game at Illinois. My partner, Randy Wright, who was a former NFL quarterback and Wisconsin quarterback, um, we had a game uh, at Illinois. And it was kind of a nondescript, non-conference game as Cal at Illinois. Illinois had a really good defense back in those days. And the guy, the, the, Jeff Tedford, was switching his quarterbacks in and out week to week trying to figure out who to play. And this was Aaron Rodgers' chance to play, his first game. And I, we did that game, and Randy, I remember, was effusive in his praise. Uh, Rodgers tore up a, a good Illinois uh, defense. And then I, you know, from then on, I kind of followed the kid. And, and uh, the next year against the number one ranked uh, USC team that went on to win the national championship, Rodgers completed 24 straight passes against um, uh, that national championship team in uh, the Coliseum in L.A. So when the Packers drafted him, I felt I knew Aaron Rodgers, and I was excited about that pick even though many around the Green Bay were not because the Packers didn't need a quarterback at that time. But, boy, they were happy they now that they did that. I got to think Bart Starr is still the most popular Packer quarterback of all time. But what about Favre and Rodgers? How are they regarded comparatively in Packer Nation? I, you know, I would say pretty equally. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, you know, uh, Brett was fun. Uh, Aaron is precision. You know, mm. Brett would, would make a throw that make you go wow and then make another throw that would make you groan. Um, and whereas Aaron won't do, he'll do a lot of those wow plays, 
but he won't do so many of the uh, plays that make you groan. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, just a difference in the style. You know, one was a gunslinger. The other is a calculated assassin type, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, I just think those are two great players, two different types of quarterbacks in, in many respects. But I think fans appreciate both of them here. Wayne, thanks so much for the time. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday when the Packers visit NRG Stadium. All the best, Mark. Thank you. I just love hearing Wayne Larravee's voice right here on Texans Radio. Not when the Packers are beating the Texans, but we only played them every four years. So I can say I'm a huge fan of Wayne Larravee. You know how big a fan I am of Mark Vandermeer. There's no one better. But Wayne, like I said earlier, worked for the Chicago Bears, then turned around and worked for the Green Bay Packers. Thought, yikes, man. I don't know how that went over. But the Packer fans have embraced him very, very well. And they should. He is He's one of the best. And whenever we have a bye week or we play on a Monday or we play on a, a Thursday where I can kind of drive around a little bit on Sunday doing some errands, I'll flip through on satellite radio and I'll try and find and listen to different broadcasts. And if the Packers are on, I turn on Wayne Larravee and I leave it. I absolutely love getting a chance to hear from Wayne. So I was glad that Mark was able to catch up with him. Speaking of Mark, I'm going to bring him on next, and we're going to talk about this one against the Packers, get his thoughts about things that have taken place and where the team goes from one and five. It's been a tough start to the year. Talk to Mark Vandermeer next on Texans All Access. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat. Building Texas. Powering the world. My name is Adfany Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing. I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist. Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogene. Amogene Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. With a new coaching staff imminent. 
This team could see an abundance of players not coming back after this year. This is a bad roster. I mean, awful roster in very key areas. Jobs are on the line. Who will play well enough to be a part of the future? Texans, Packers, Sunday at noon on the official home of the Texans. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. More Texans Radio is on the way. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash runs.com slash runs. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. The Houston Texans, Whataburger, and the Houston Food Bank are teaming up to help them take on their toughest opponent ever, Houston Area Hunger. Just donate a dollar the next time you're in an area Whataburger, and that dollar will go to help the Houston Food Bank feed 800,000 of our community neighbors each and every year. And you'll even get a coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a 32-ounce drink and medium fries for every buck that you give. So from now on until October 26th, give a buck and be a part of the team that's wiping out hunger in Houston. Now, I know I love me some Whataburger, and my pal Mark Vandermeer does as well. 
Mark, how are you doing this afternoon? Johnny, I'm doing great. Looking forward to game day. You know, I always look forward to game day. You know yeah. that. No matter what the situation is, I try to throw the records out every week. <laughs> Actually, I'm lying. I can't ignore it. It's there. It's just staring me in the face. But, hey, it's the Green Bay Packers coming into town. And I always go here. Like, we have a game day coming up. I get excited no matter what the deal is. And it's yeah. true because I think about the off season when we got nothing. You know, yeah. and we've got games. Let's let's have some yeah. fun. I mean, that was yeah. look, that was fun up until the ending on Sunday. Let's have fun and hope for a better ending this week. I mean, I've said this in the games that I've referenced: New England seventeen, Seattle seventeen, Philly eighteen, New Orleans nineteen. That one on Sunday, being a part of that and just watching all of that unfold. I mean, I mean, come on. There were times with this franchise, the franchise that was here before it where you just get kicked in the teeth, it was 27 to three. And you're just like, uh, but that game the other day had everything yeah. you were looking for in a football game, except just finishing. And yeah. that obviously is something that I know Romeo Cornell wants to do. Just, just finish, start better. And, and that's, you know, that's one thing, Mark, and I'll start with you. You know, this offense put up a ton of yards. Deshaun is throwing the ball amazingly. He got time to throw the other day, and the Texans did a good job picking up blitz. They blocked three or four guys when they just brought three or four. Deshaun had time to throw. I think he had a sack early, and then he only had one other sack the rest of the day and didn't have a lot of pressure on his face, and he just sliced and diced those guys up. But coming out of the box, it's punt, punt. Yeah. Yet the Titans, it was punt, touchdown. Like, I don't know what it is. If we could get started a little bit better, I think we would be really difficult to beat. But we start on offense not not so great, and it's just we get ourselves in a little bit of a hole, and then once we get rolling, I mean, the drive chart's pretty amazing to look at because after those two drives, it was like touchdown, touchdown, punt, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown. It was like it was one of the most amazing yep. you know, drive charts to look at because of how effective after those two punts, um, I'll be a little bit more, here we go, uh, Texans. After the first two punts, good grief. Touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> they scored touchdowns on four of their last five drives, but right out of the shoot, punt, punt. Nine plays, 30 yards gained, only one first down. Yep. I mean, getting uh, out of the shoot, they – if they could get out of the shoot a little bit, boy, they'd be dangerous. Well, and the other thing is this. It's not like the score is 6-3 to three at the half, okay? Yeah. You're, you're down double digits. And, yeah. and then, look, the field goal block, it was kind of like the Buffalo game with the Watt sack. It yes. kind of woke everybody up. It was the spark, as Watt called it, and boom, there they go. The offense starts flying. Now the Buffalo game, all right, it's what, 19-19 going into overtime. But yeah. the point is this. Uh, you definitely woke up in the second half. Wake up early. We talked about 2010, that ill-fated year where the offense was a top-five offense but really didn't get rolling until later in the first half, early in the second half, and then they'd put up a lot of points and yards, and that's why statistically it looked pretty good uh, at the end of the year. But when you really break it down, you can't be down in these games. If you could get the lead – now, I know you had the lead against the Titans, but you know, give me the lead more often than not. I'm going to win more often than not, so yeah. let's see if they can do it. Johnny, I think they can win games with this offense. I mean, this, yeah. this is breaking news. You can win games with this offense and the defense that you have. You know, obviously you need to 
execute a whole lot better on the defensive side of the ball. But I think they can and will. Uh, and if they get some leads, if they're playing from ahead on occasion, uh, they're going to they're gonna win some games. And I still think they have the wherewithal to get back into it. But unfortunately for them, I mean, the margin for error has been – it's down to the nub. It's like bone on bone, right? There's nothing. I mean, you if you lose to the Packers – all right, what are you going to do, run the table? But, look, I'll be here to watch it. I hope they get it done on Sunday and we can take it from there. Yeah, I mean, that's – you're right. And, that, and that's the thing I think is hard for people to see. At, you know, through the 1-5 and five record, number one, they, they've played – of those six games, four of them have been against four of the top five teams in the league. Mm-hmm. and two of those, you had to lead in the fourth quarter, and you just couldn't hang on to either game, that being Pittsburgh and Tennessee, and both on the road. Right. So this team has proven it can get in a slugfest with some of the best teams in the league. It's just got to finish those. And this is going to sound really strange, but the defense shows moments when you're like, yeah, wow, okay, there it is. And it's a lot of times as I go back and I watch the film, Mark, it's as, I would say simple, but it really is guys just doing their jobs and understanding this is my role in this play, so I'm supposed to do. And then they go out and do it, and you're seeing P.J. Hall make a really big impact. There's an article I read every week from The Athletic. Uh, Arif Hassan does an article, and it's basically, he does like a, like a best players of the week sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Sean made it this past week. I think Fuller made it. And I think whenever whoever tweeted out said, there's a name that will surprise you. So I'm going on the list. I see those two like, I don't know if those two are surprising. I get the defensive line. P.J. Hall also made it. And the quote about P.J. was he was dominant at times against the Titans. And, I mean, that's what I'm I'm seeing. Ross Blacklock had plays. We talked to Anthony Weaver in the coaches show the other night. You know, Ross Blacklock made a couple of plays, and you could see the strength. You could see why the Texans drafted him. But it's just like when that's working, the other piece isn't. Or when that piece is not working, the other. it's just like they're kind of missing each other. But if they could just link up enough, like when you see the link up, you're like, okay, that's good. Good team right. defense. But it's just not doing – it's not linking up enough. They're just kind of like missing each other in the night at times, and that's what's killing them. Uh, listening to Anthony the other night, did you get the feeling that, and you know, having our discussion with him, that they might try to simplify some things? Yeah. That they might just try to keep it a little easier on some of the younger guys, just to you know, no, just to play free, right? Just yeah. to ball out, crazed dogs, whatever you want to say. Yeah, you're right. I think that's that's when you think about young players, the concern you always have is, are they just are they playing free? And I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember when Benardrick took over in 2015. He had Cush next to him. So Benardrick didn't know what he was doing at all. I mean, he didn't even tell you that. And Cushing is like, BMAC. He'd like tell him, you know, what right. he had. And it really, what it did was it allowed Benardrick to just kind of play because Cush would say, BMAC, you got this, you got mm-hmm. that. And it kind of just let him play. And you saw BMAC get better and better by the week. And then eventually, he knew the defense cold, and then he was the one directing everybody. Um, but that's what allowed him – I remember that distinctly. That's what allowed him to play, having Cush really kind of just help. Hey, here, here, here. So I think that'll help. But this week, oh, boy. The oh, good yeah. thing 
if there is good news, Mark, what is all, it? It's that they're going to see some similar stuff to what they saw against the Titans. Now, really? not from a personnel angle. You're not facing Derrick Henry again. In fact, you're facing probably the polar opposite and a mm-hmm. smaller back at Aaron Jones. But some of the scheme stuff with the motion and the shifts and all that, I think you're going to see a lot of the same things with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It's just that it's Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, which scares me to no end. What do you think of the rest of the personnel, though? Because this has been a narrative from the outside looking in that they didn't really beef up yeah. what he's got to work with. I know Jones is a good back. Yeah. You know, I know that uh, you have at least one really good wide receiver. But, you know, Mercedes Lewis, they're trying to squeeze whatever droplets yeah. of football are left in his career and that kind of thing. I think there's a difference between not having help and having help that nobody really knows. And why I say that is, you know, tight end, Robert Tanyan. Guy's caught a lot of touchdowns this year. Nobody knows who he is. Right. But it's like he's good help for Aaron Rodgers. He's really good down in the red zone and the low red. I mean, he's a really – but people don't know who he is. So it's like, well, he doesn't have any help. And I don't don't think that's the case. You got Devontae Adams, and he can always rely on Devontae Adams. Um, And I would imagine that that Bradley Roby is going to have that Um, that responsibility but Adams runs such good routes I think what will help the Texans is they got a chance to see that offense last year I know it's different personnel for the most part on the Texans side but you know that some of the guys saw that offense last year when we went up to Green Bay and got a chance Mm -hmm. to face Aaron Rodgers and kind of went through that oh my god it's Aaron Rodgers phase they don't have to kind of feel that way they just get on the field and hopefully uh hopefully get it done but um you know that's I would imagine that's the one thing they're gonna have to face but you know, coming off that loss to Tampa Bay, you just kind of hope that funk is still there. But I just worry that it's not. Like, that was a one-game blip, and the Packers get, kind of get back up on the horse mm-hmm. this week, and that's what worries me a little bit. Well, look, this was a tough game for them. Uh, you know, it, it, the Tampa Bay defense, number one in the league in yards. Really good, and, yeah. and I think that, you know, they're, they're a top-five type defense, you know, according to Wayne Larravee, voice of the uh, Green Bay Packers. And I just think that, uh, that was a tough game, no doubt. But this could be a tough game, too, for the Packers, right? Yep. They're going on the road again. The Texans know that the buy is coming. Yep. Uh, this is not a last house on the left, but, you know, it has those elements to it, Johnny. I mean, yep. you lose this one, you're one in six. Yep. I mean, that could be good night, you know? And uh, with the Redskins, the Washington football team, as we know them now, <laughs> one in six in the RG3 uh, rookie year when they went on yeah. that big run and finished was, nine and seven and won the division. It's pretty close. Something it was like pretty that. Pretty darn cold, cold, close. But, you know, when you, you got to reach for those things, you know, it's a rough start, a rough start. We're way through the start. It's a yeah. rough midsection of the season here. Uh, and the schedule shows no mercy. But if you think you can't beat them, you're wrong. You can yeah. beat the Packers. It's just easier said than done. Well, you know who was one in five? Who? And didn't win the division, but ended up winning uh, nine of their last ten? You remember 2018. Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. They were one in five. They They were one in five. five. We beat them to make them one in three. They turned around, went to New England on Thursday night with nobody. Lost by two touchdowns. Then the Jets beat them in New York 42-34, and then they got on a roll. And then it they just waxed everybody. Roll. And they beat the Texans in the playoffs yep. as a road wildcard weekend team. Yep. Sign me up for some of that. I'll go up there and beat them. Yeah, no doubt. I'd sign up for that as well. Mark, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Johnny.
All right, coming up, let's dive into our 12 questions with Drew Doherty next. Drew's Dozen with Carlos Watkins right here on Texans All Access. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Only from Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G Nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. The 2020 annual Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache was presented to Houston firefighter Ronald Walker. Walker, a 17-year veteran, was honored with the annual award at Station 48 in early September. During the pandemic, Walker continues without hesitation to risk his life to help save others. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our 2020 Annual Star of Courage Award winner and will donate $10,000 to the 100 Club of Houston in his honor. Hey Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. 25 years, huh, that's a quarter century, or 300 months, or 9,125 days, or 175 years to your dog. Now, for something to be around that long, that's impressive. And that's what Chevron with Tecron is. Impressive. Because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage. Plus, as always, Tecron is in every grade, every gallon. Chevron with Tecron, celebrating 25 years of clean. Care for your car. Houston's veteran sports director, Randy McAvoy, and KBRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station with Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans Game Day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Night Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KBRC2, Houston's home for all things sports. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. Last election, millions of voters were unable to cast their ballots. Why? No game plan. Time to make a play. Let's go, let's go, let's go. NFL Votes is a league-wide initiative to support and encourage voter education, registration, and activation efforts of players, clubs, and fans from now until Election Day. That's what we do. It's our time. Join the NFL family by making your game plan today and making your voice heard this November. Yes! Visit NFL.com slash votes to learn more. For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up.
up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon of all. The 3. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium. As the Big 12 takes on the SEC, be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Flips the ball, the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All-Access. All right, we are into our second hour of this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter for your Houston Texans. So glad to be with you this evening. I feel like I'm on radio every single night, so they kind of run together. So if I tell you it's Thursday and it's really Wednesday or it's Wednesday and it's really Tuesday, but I know it's Wednesday. And the only reason I know that is because I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at my calendar and it says Wednesday because that's the only reason that I knew to be on the radio uh, tonight. So, let's kick off the second hour with a little Drew's Dozen. Drew Doherty sits down with a player each and every week and just rifles through some non-football questions, some football questions, but mostly non-football questions. And this week's victim, I mean, uh, interviewee is Carlos Watkins, defensive lineman for your Houston Texans. Drew, take it away. 
Time now for 12 questions with defensive lineman Carlos Watkins. Carlos, it's always good to see you, and I miss seeing you because it seems like back before COVID, you and I, our times in the cafeteria would line up, and I would always say, hey, what are you eating there, Carlos? And you'd show me, and I'd wind up trying it. And sometimes you'd say, oh, what's that? It looks good. And you'd uh, wind up trying what I eat. So let's talk a little food. (laughs) What is the perfect post-game meal? after you guys get a win at NRG Stadium, after, say, a noon game, what's your perfect meal there? Ooh, after a win, I would probably like a little, a nice steak from, you know, Steak 48 or, or Mastro's, like a nice ribeye, medium well, sometimes medium, depends. You know, you got to have your mac and cheese, your mashed potatoes, and you got to have a green. You know, if I get if I get all those, you know, it's a complete good post-game meal after a win, you know, I'm going to be satisfied. After I eat, too, so that's even better. I like it. I could eat with you. That sounds like uh, something that I wouldn't mind having as well. It's, it's a good show. <laughs> Tell me, what makes you laugh? I'm a goofy guy, really. You know, uh, it don't take too much to make me laugh. You know, it could be somebody doing something. It might be on accident. They might trip up, and if, unless they hurt, I don't laugh. Most of the guys, we got, we got funny guys on the team, you know, who make jokes. You know, watching film, you see a lot of funky things, people falling. You might see a player bump into a, a official or something. And it's just like, it's just hilarious to see those things like that. Uh, I'm a goofy guy. I'm always laughing, honestly. Who is the first person you text or you call after a game? My dad. We've been, we've been kind of we doing that for a long time. Also, uh, one of my former coaches, Coach McDowell, you know, we, he kind of gives me a, like the whole game thing, you know, him watching it really just for me, you know, watching me and how I play, and then we might discuss, you know, what happened in the game and whatnot. But it's probably my dad or, or Coach Medal for sure. So are they giving you kind of constructive criticism, that, that type of thing? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I ain't going to say it's too constructive right at the game, especially if it's lost. But, you know, they'll give me some feedback that I, I definitely need to hear. Okay, let's do this. One through five, let's rank the famous Carloses. You got yourself, Carlos Watkins. The Astros shortstop, Carlos Correa. Carlos the Jackal. Carlos Santana, the guitarist. And Carlos the Baby from The Hangover. Where do they rank? One through five. <laughs> I would probably put myself at five. Oh, okay. All right. You're very you're a humble myself. guy. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll put myself at five. All right, next I'll probably go Carlos Santana. Okay. And then I might go – Correa, Correa is cold. He got to be number two. Who you said, Carlos the Jackal? Yeah, the assassin. So he's kind of a bad oh. guy. <laughs> Maybe we should leave I'll him put, off the list. <laughs> all right, I'll start over. I'll put him at five, and I'll be four. Okay. Then I'll put Carlos Santana at three. Okay. And then I will put Carlos Correa at two. And then baby Carlos from The Hangover. The baby's number one. All right. We're lifting the children of the world up. I like you, Carl. That's that's a good good rank. (laughs) Now, tell me this. We're in the the pandemic. We're all wearing masks when we're around others, and we're being careful. But once this all ends, do you think when you go to a movie theater or a restaurant that we should have to check our shoes at the door? Check our shoes at the door? Yeah, our shoes. No, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think we should do that because – Honestly, I know people who really don't wear socks, 
and the feet really stinks bad, bad. And I couldn't imagine, you know, being in a movie theater trying to watch a movie and, and you smell feet the whole time. But yeah, I, I think that might be taking it overboard right there. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the guys that set that shot up that you were doing this interview on that set the camera up, he thought we played a plat- practical joke on him, and he, he thought that he, when he moved to Texas that there was a law stating you had to take your shoes off when you went into a movie theater. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would have been crazy. He took them off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of movies, Carlos, what's the first movie or the only movie? Or tell me the first movie that gave you nightmares. Chucky. Chucky. You okay. Know. Yeah, I had I had older cousins. You know, I was I was young at the time. I don't know why they. You know, they was just. I know they wanted to scare me. It definitely it definitely got to me. I, I really didn't sleep. I really didn't want to sleep that whole night. I ended up falling asleep. But you know, yeah, that kind of messed up my mind a little bit. But I mean, I'm, I'm good now. I don't have the the exact stat in front of me, but I believe that cousins are responsible for ninety three percent of the scary movies watched, you know, like you don't watch a scary movie unless like your cousin has tricked you into that. Definitely. definitely, That's one thing cousins are not good at. They've got a lot of other good (laughs) qualities. I don't think that's that's one of the, especially, especially the older cousins. cousins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. on that. (laughs) All right. What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep at night? Honestly, I I eat uh, ice cream before bed almost every night. It's like a, it's almost like a ritual now. I get the chocolate halo ice cream, strawberry. Those are my two favorites, you know. And they got birthday cake. That's pretty good. You know, I just eat a pint of that and then, you know, go to bed. It's kind of like, I guess it cools me off, too. So, you know, something cold. And I I just go to bed right after that. It's a ritual, honestly. I do it every night. Okie doke. All right. What is the one app on your phone that you cannot live without? Uh, I guess it's sad to say, uh, it will be Instagram for sure. A lot of, you know, you got a lot of friends and especially teammates. And, you know, that's where the good laughs come from. They find funny videos on there, you know, that DM you. And it's just like, you know, that's something that you kind of look for, you know, because it's going to be something funny on that every single, every day. It's like, it's going to happen. So I guess that really getting, getting those funny messages from the guys, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Let's say, you're stranded on an island, but you have an unlimited amount of water and you're definitely guaranteed one meal a day. So you're not going to starve and you're not going to like be thirsty. What two things are you going to bring with you to that island? Because you know you'll be able to eat and you won't be thirsty. I know I'll be able to eat and I won't be thirsty. I'm definitely going to have to bring my girlfriend with me. Good. You know, that's, that's, that's the first. And then... If I could somehow get some, a TV out there with some kind of electricity, that might be doing too much. I, no, that's something you can you can you can have that. There you go. That's fine. I, I ain't gonna say. I say I, I need a bed. I need somewhere I can sleep real good and comfortably. So I, I I would probably do a bed. Everything else I, I don't really need. I think I'll be all right with a bed. Okay, a bed and your girlfriend. That's those are good. Yeah. Now, which of your teammates would thrive in that environment? Who would do really well? JJ Watt. And PK, those two, I can see, you know, if we're stranded out there on the island, we they're going to make something happen. We're going to get something done, you know, with them two for sure. I go, I, I can go in the woods with them. They, JJ's mindset and PK, he's kind of like a wild man himself, so we'd be like. PK, for those who don't know, is Peter Columbay. He's 
he's a really well-rounded individual. Yeah, I, I sure. kind of understand what you're saying. I've talked with him a few times and yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. So those two guys are, are on that end of the spectrum. They do fine. Who's not going to make it? Which teammates are not going to make it? Oh man. I'm going to say Dunny, you know, he's too bougie. You know, he don't want to be out there in the outdoors. I guess you could say that. And Charles Amenahu, they kind of, you know, some flashy guys don't really like being out there, you know, in the outdoor. So I, I don't, I don't think we could get anything done with them far as like, you know, the dirty work or having to survive. That's no offense to them or anything, you know. Yeah. They just, you know, they're just high fashion guys like to get dressed and stuff. And how, what would DJ Dunny do without his ox cord? I mean, that, if you don't have his, that's like kryptonite. You don't have your ox cord. It, I guess you could really say that. It's definitely kryptonite. <laughs> For sure. Hey, Carlos, it's always fun talking with you. We hope you're doing great. Best of luck as the season continues. And uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Sound good? Okay. Oh, for sure. I appreciate you having me, Drew. I had a great time. Thanks. I mean, look, who doesn't have a great time when they're sitting out with Drew Doherty answering questions? I mean, why do you think I do in-lab podcasts? Carlos Watkins is dead on. Man loves some ice cream, though. That's cool. I, I can be down with that. Anybody that likes them some ice cream, I can definitely be down with that. All right. That's Carlos Watkins with Drew's dozen answering 12 questions that everybody wants to know not only inquiring minds but everybody wants to know all right coming up next we go behind enemy sidelines with dp sidhu right here on texans all access texans all access continues in a moment My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official official business bank of the Houston Texans. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. At Brookside Equipment Sales Equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales, we're tough enough to cut it. Fun and adventure at three great parks all year long. Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier offer thrill rides, games, food, and fun for everyone. Whether you're experiencing the thrills on our roller coasters, taking a journey through exhibits, dining at waterfront restaurants, or soaking up the sun at weekend festivals, there's something for everyone. So come have fun at the Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier. Adventure destinations the whole family will love. Buy weekend adventure passes and tickets online now. Gear up with HEB Curbside and Delivery. 
From chips and dips to Prime One sliders and other game day must-haves, our personal shoppers will do the shopping for you so you can score all the delicious game day goodies you need without sidelining your schedule. To start shopping, go to HEV.com and choose if you want to pick up curbside at a nearby store or get it delivered straight to your door. It's that easy. HEV. No store does more to save you time. This is Texans Radio. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now, get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,500 cash back plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football. All for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth-grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com slash community. Red Diamond presents the perfect ending to a Texans game. No time left. Quarterback scramble, Hail Mary, and touchdown! Yeah! Then, Texans rush the field and dump a cooler of Red Diamond iced tea on the coach. Why Red Diamond? Well, Red Diamond iced tea is perfect to drink and to drench. Masterfully crafted from real tea leaves and water. No wonder Red Diamond is the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. With a new coaching staff imminent, this team could see an abundance of players not coming back after this year. This is a bad roster. I mean, awful roster in very key areas. Jobs are on the line. Who will play well enough to be a part of the future? Texans, Packers, Sunday at noon on the official home of the Texans. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. This week's Stats Challenge is brought to you by Schlumberger. Visit HoustonTexans.com today to register to take the Stats Challenge. Now, I had been studying some stats a while back. And I happened to see this stat, an advanced passing stat, if you will. We all know about attempts, completions, all that kind of stuff. But I ended up seeing this category, and it just said C-A-Y. And I was like, what's C-A-Y? What what exactly does that mean? C-A-Y is completed air yards. It's the total yards completed, passes traveled in the air, past the line of scrimmage, 
before being caught. So if let's take that 53-yard touchdown to Will Fuller the other day. Now that ball's in the air for 60 yards. But you start, I guess, counting from the line of scrimmage. So the number of yards beyond the line of scrimmage was 53. Well, that's bound to take your average up, if you will. Deshaun's intended air yards, and it's different from completed air yards, that number is 9.1. He's second, no, I think he's fourth in the league in that number. Completed air yards, Deshaun is second in the league, and he's also second in completed air yards per completion, which means that every time Deshaun Watson throws the football, he is picking up 8.1 air yards. That's not even counting what the receiver does after. It's just saying the pass goes for 8.1 air yards, and then the receiver does whatever he wants after that. That mark is second in the league behind Kirk Cousins. Now, that's telling you two things. Deshaun Watson's throwing the ball down the field, and Deshaun Watson's throwing the ball down the field. 8.1 is a pretty salty number. Second in the league in completed air yards per completion, and that is your stats challenge. All right, it's time to go behind enemy sidelines with D.P. Sidhu. And this week, because of the Packers, it's time to talk to Wes Hodkovich, who has been covering the Packers for a while. He's a guy that I know I follow. He knows it all. He is Packers team writer Wes Hodkowitz with DP Sudo. DP, take it away. This week on Enemy Sidelines presented by Microsoft Teams, our guest is Wes Hodkowitz. He covers the Green Bay Packers for the team. Always a pleasure speaking with you, Wes. How's it going up in Green Bay? I know it's not the week that y'all expected coming in undefeated, but First loss of the season. What's the mood like in Green Bay? Yeah, DP, I think the big thing right now is these guys trying to balance a really strong start. Offensively, we're off to such a huge um, season. I mean, we're talking historic type proportions, which a lot of teams in the NFL are right now. And then balancing that with the setback against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where other than that first quarter, nothing really seemed to go right for Green Bay. So the big message that Matt LaFleur has been preaching to the locker room this week is that while it was disappointing and you have to learn from this and you got to figure out what went wrong in those last three quarters, you also need to make sure that you do what's right this week to not let it go against you this Sunday against a, a Houston Texans team. And you know this better than anybody. It's a lot better than what their record says, considering the opponents that they face. Green Bay's taking nothing for granted. They know this is going to be a challenge. So Aaron Rodgers, he threw his first pick six. I mean, he, that's something he rarely does against Tampa Bay. And it seemed like things sort of downward spiraled uh, from there, how does a guy like Aaron Rodgers bounce back after something like that? And what was he saying after the game? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. He's 15 years, uh, 12, 13 seasons now as a starter. That was his third pick six of his career. Just so happens that was the second one, though, against Tampa Bay. It happened to him back in 2009 as well. But back-to-back series, he had not thrown an INT this season until that game. And obviously, everything sort of rolled against them. But Historically, if you look at Rodgers, I mean, when he's had a down performance, he's typically bounced back in a big way the next week. Even Green Bay underneath Matt LaFleur last season, uh, other than obviously the NFC Championship game loss, they came back the next week after a loss and had a victory. So Rodgers, I think the, the major message that he was trying to send after the game is he looks at it as an anomaly. You know, things did not go their way. They had a couple different things that were working against them offensively and, you know, just weren't able to find their rhythm and really establish any kind of 
you know, sustainable offense. They had one three and out through the first four games of the season. They had like six or seven of them against Tampa Bay. So uh, a very good defense and they're, they're trying to learn their lesson. And, and Rodgers is trying to be better now going into this game against the Texans. Well, it's year 16 for Aaron Rodgers and he was off to a very hot start minus the two interceptions in the loss to Tampa Bay. He had 13 touchdowns. For the season, 109.7 passer rating, which according to Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS, is the fifth best in the NFL. So what's year two like for him under Matt LaFleur? We were up there in Green Bay for joint practices last year. We're very familiar with Matt LaFleur down here in Houston. He spent some time here with the Texans, but it seemed like it got off to a rocky start, but the two are really meshing together well. So how has that chemistry really developed and, and how are the two working together? Yeah, it's developed in a big way, DP. I mean, this is something where you look at where they were last year when Matt LaFleur was trying to implement his style of offense, his terminology, and meshing it with what Aaron Rodgers did well for so long in Mike McCarthy's system. Uh, that took time to really get it sort of streamlined and making sure that the personnel fit the vision of what LaFleur wanted to do. This offseason, they took the virtual offseason program extremely serious. When some teams were trying to figure out, okay, do we even do anything on Zoom? Do we just come back for training camp? LaFleur made it known right away. He wanted to make sure that they did whatever they could to get guys in the classroom, understanding the system and the concepts. And they started off fast in training camp. It was a lot smoother than I expected. And they really shot out of the gate, too, in that game against Minnesota. So I think you're blending the concepts of what LaFleur does so well, the pre-snap motions, bunch formations, building stuff off the run and setting up big plays downfield with the passing game with a lot of the things that Rodgers does well in his, his ability to sort of decipher what's happening at the line of scrimmage and make those kind of adjustments. It's been a really good marriage so far. They've had to go through a lot of different injuries and personnel offensively. But I think because of how good the scheme has really been tailored to what Rodgers wants to do, uh, they've been able to persevere through it up until, of course, that game against Tampa Bay. Well, Devontae Adams, we all know what he can do up there for Green Bay. He's coming off such a big season in 2019, and it seems like 2020 is headed in the same direction for him. What makes him such a go-to target and so hard to cover for defenses? Just that sixth sense that he has with Rodgers. I mean, he's a guy that developed underneath Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, now with the Texans. And some of those veterans, a very close friend of James Jones, a longtime Packers receiver, he understood what is required of receivers in this offense to not only make plays, but really be able to stay on the same page with Rodgers at all times. And he's developed in that system, and he's grown in it, and he's become a three-time Pro Bowl receiver now. But the real big X factor for him, and you can ask anybody at the league level, is just how good his footwork is and his fundamentals. I mean, there is just something about the way that he can beat guys off the line of scrimmage and create separation for himself that is just out of this world. He is a master of the entire route tree. And I think when he's healthy, and now certainly he's been working through a little bit of a hamstring tweak, but when he's healthy, I mean, you're looking at one of the top 10, top five receivers in this league right now, and Rodgers trusts him wholeheartedly. Uh, last week, they were trying to get back on the same page after Adams missed two games, and then obviously the bye week. But, you know, six catches, 60 yards, I think that gave them sort of a building block for, for what they want to try to do now moving forward because he's a huge part of what this offense wants to do. Well, in the offseason, it seemed like the uh, Packers were really relying on free agent Devin Funches to get back there behind uh, Devontae Adams. They didn't draft a wide receiver in a, in a pretty wide receiver heavy draft. So then Funches goes out, opts out of the 2020 season due to COVID. What does the wide receiver group look like behind Devontae Adams? How challenging was that for the offense to sort of compensate for the loss of a free agent that they thought was going to be a pretty big part of this offense? 
Yeah, the Devin Funches thing, I think, took a lot of people by surprise. But if you understand, you know, where he's coming from and, and what is exactly how that's affected his family, it made a lot of sense for the, his decision to step away this year, wants to get his career back going in 2021, a guy that the Packers were really excited about. Uh, what they did instead, though, is they looked inside. I mean, this was a decision that was made on the eve of training camp. So it became a lot of Devontae Adams again, but also Alan Lazard, who is a receiver that you probably won't be seeing on Sunday. Uh, he's dealing with a core muscle injury after a game in which he had 146 receiving yards and a touchdown against the New Orleans Saints. So Lazard really grabbed that, that number two role, and he didn't relinquish it in camp. Rodgers, again, another guy that he really trusts. But beyond that, it's come down to really making the most out of the other skill positions. I mean, certainly they still have receivers there that, that he likes and, and that can help this offense. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the fifth-round pick from 2018, is a big over-the-top target and a guy that could threaten that next level of the defense. But it's also fallen on Aaron Jones and, and Jamal Williams to, to be parts of this passing game. Robert Tunyon, the third-year tight end, former receiver uh, that they converted to that tight end spot, he's become the number one target there. And also, we'll have to see whether or not he's actually on the field, but former Houston Texan uh, Tyler Irvin has been a big part of what they do with their pre-snap motions, kind of a tweener player, you know, can do both the receiver stuff. He's with the receivers in that room, but he's technically also a running back. So they've just had to rely on more pieces because it just hasn't been, you know, those, those one or two, three type veteran players that were always so prominent in Mike McCarthy's offenses. Yeah, Tyler Irvin, certainly a Swiss Army knife. We, we knew what he could do here just to help seemingly an issue for him always. You mentioned the run game, so let's talk about that. Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, they both out there, you know, adding to the ground game for the Packers. How are they different in their skill sets, and, and how do they like to use them? Last year, uh, you know, you saw it so much with how they both grew in Matt LaFleur's system, but they grew in different ways. I mean, these are guys that are best friends off the field. They both came in in the 2017 draft one round after each other, and they share the same agent, Lee Steinberg and Chris Cabot. So they've known each other for four years, and just seeing how their relationship has flourished, uh, it's a one-two combination that you're very rarely going to see in the National Football League, and they're just really totally different running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones is the one that has gotten a lot of acclaim just because of you know what he can do and how shifty he is, and there's always a big play that's potentially there for him to make but Jamal Williams is one of the most well-rounded running backs I've ever covered and if it wasn't really for Aaron Jones being drafted a year after him in 2017 this is a guy that could have really easily been a bell cow for this offense he's a power back he made it a point this year to get leaner he dropped about 10 pounds he improved his route running he had a career high 95 receiving yards uh, before the bye week against Atlanta. So they'll use both of those guys at any given time. When Irvin was missing in this game against Tampa Bay, they were using Aaron Jones in the pre-snap motions. They also drafted second-round pick A.J. Dillon that they're trying to get involved in the offense more too. So Matt LaFleur comes from that Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan coaching tree. They like getting multiple running backs involved. They like being able to keep Aaron Jones healthy and, and really fresh for the fourth quarter. So they're going to rely on a lot of different backs to get them not only through this game against the Texans, but the entire season. And that's why, at least during my time on the beat, this is definitely the deepest that they've been at that position. All right. Well, let's talk about the Packers defense. It's hard to get a gauge on what their identity is on the field. They're sort of in the middle of the pack against the pass, against the run. You know, they, they sort of struggle in the takeaway department, much like the Texans. They've only had three for the season, even though Aaron Rodgers has been pretty clean. Uh, the Texans have put up just four on the season, and that only got going the, in the last few weeks. So tell me about this Packers defense. You know, where, where do they struggle? Where are they looking to improve? And what are some of the surprises of them that you've seen so far? 
Well, really, the biggest surprise is the fact they have struggled to, to take the football away. That was one of the big hallmarks last year. You know, they, were, they had an up-and-down season against the runs. Certainly, the NFC title game against San Francisco was sort of the culmination of that. But they had a lot of different playmakers in the secondary and the second level that were able to take the ball away. And then Zadarius Smith really arrived, uh, their big off-season acquisition in 2019, as one of the top young pass rushers in this league. Preston Smith, who was also signed, had 12 sacks as well. So both of those guys together combined for over 25 sacks last year. And it's just been a little bit more of a struggle getting particularly Preston going here during the first five games, only a half of a sack. Zadarius Smith, before the bye week, was actually the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, second time he's earned that honor during his career. A guy that they'll move around everywhere. He plays sort of a rover position at times in Mike Pettin's defense. I mean, he's the guy that as this defense goes, he goes. And, and that's really, you know, last week, not being able to get a sack of Tom Brady, that was sort of the, the beginning of the end there, just not being able to get enough pressure on him. When the pressure is going and they get offenses into third and long situations, uh, that's where this, this unit is really at its best. So they've had to work through some injuries. Kenny Clark, who they re-signed before the season, a big, big part of this defense, plays over 80% of the snaps the last two years. Their nose tackle uh, went to the Pro Bowl a year ago. He missed basically all but the first 15 snaps of the season due to a groin issue. He came back this past week, still trying to get back into his own rhythm. Um, and then lastly, just to touch on it, you know, Jair Alexander, uh, who was their first round pick, the first draft pick that general manager Brian Gutekunst made in his position in 2018. Uh, he's quickly climbing the charts as one of the top young corners in this league. So they definitely have playmakers. It's just been a matter of trying to make sure that they can, you know, take the football away and at certain points and in important intervals of the game really come up with that big play that they've been missing. Well, Randall Cobb will face Aaron Rodgers for the first time as a Houston Texan. I know that you've covered the Packers for a number of years. So tell me a little bit about Randall Cobb. We've seen obviously what he can do in this, as a slot receiver for the Texans, but what really impressed you about Cobb in the years that you were able to cover him? His steadiness, and, and he's a guy that he's never going to get too high or too low about anything. Um, and and, and I, I got a chance to cover him in 2014, uh, the year that he had the 1,200-yard season. And you talk about trust, as I mentioned, with Rodgers and his receivers. I mean, when Jordy Nelson and Cobb were both in their, you know, their prime and that, that season together, I mean, it was just poetry in motion watching those two guys play off of each other. Uh, he's battled some injuries, but I mean – Go back to the end of the, the 18 season, and, and that was when his contract was coming up. I'll never forget it, December 30th, 2018. Uh, Rogers, there's this great photo of him and Cobb with their arms locked and, and both of those guys crying because of just what they meant to each other and kind of understanding that that was going to be his last chapter in Green Bay. Uh, obviously came back and had a really healthy, successful year with Dallas, re was re rewarded uh, with the contract with the Texans. So uh, he does a little bit of everything. But as you said, I mean, underneath, uh, as tough as, as receivers come and, and being able to, you know, kind of get him going was always so huge for this offense. When Randall Cobb was, uh, was healthy and right, I mean, there were some incredible memories that he created in Green Bay. No doubt, Wes. I think the one that stuck with me was the 75-yard touchdown he had against the Bears on a Sunday night. That one was just, that was incredible. Uh, but Randall had a number of them. There's no doubt. He had a tremendous career in Green Bay. And it was funny, when the Texans signed Randall Cobb, I got this text from my cousin. And we really connected back in 2019, reconnected. We have not spoken or seen each other in like 30-some-odd years. And we reconnected because we were there for the practices against the Packers. And as soon as we signed him, I got this text from my cousin Jenny. And she sent a picture. And she's a doctor. And it was Randall and her, and Randall had gone to do something at her hospital. And it was just amazing. It was like, oh, man, that's really cool. So 
you know, because of COVID, you don't get a chance to kind of, hey, Randall, you remember this moment? This is my cousin. I haven't the chance to do that, but hopefully that'll happen before too long. Okay, we got to finish up, and we're going to finish up with the In the Lab bros, Drew Doherty and myself next, right here on Texas Access. Texans TV takes over Saturday nights. Catch Extra Points, followed by Texans 360, Saturday night at 1030 or after the late local news. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text Texans to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans. Hey, it's your homie. Sorry, it's your home. I know you don't like it when I call myself your homie. (laughs) Um, So I have some favors to ask you. Could you get rid of a few chairs in the living room? My floorboards are tired. Another easy thing, we could save money if you bundled your home and car insurance with GEICO. One more thing. I know you love lavender-scented candles, but could we try Tahitian vanilla? I think it would fit my vibe better. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. With a new coaching staff imminent, this team could see an abundance of players not coming back after this year. This is a bad roster. I mean, awful roster in very key areas. Jobs are on the line. Who will play well enough to be a part of the future? Texans. Packers. Sunday at noon. On the official home of the Texans. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. 
The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Come. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. We got one final segment of this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris. And it's time for our next-gen stat presented by AWS. And I picked the simplest one, plus two. What's plus two? The Texans. The Texans were plus two against the Tennessee Titans as it pertained to turnovers. Now, I use that stat thanks to our friends at AWS, our next-gen stat, because my partner on In the Lab, Drew Doherty, always, always, always brings up turnovers. And there's a reason that we talked about turnovers a lot. And there's a reason why the In the Lab crew dove in Right from jump, talking about turnovers. Here's Drew and I in the lab. In the lab time, Drew Doherty, John Harris. And John, since you're doing this from your car, let's play a little (laughs) hypothetical. Let's do a little game. Let's pretend I'm a used car salesman on one of those lots. A lot of other businesses around it. And there's about 15 cars on the lot. None of them look good. And you got imagine, that little air air blowy thingy that's going all over the place. Of course. Imagine yeah. uh, I have a bad hair piece. Um, yes. I'm not bald. I just got a haircut. As you can see, it's, yeah. it looks good. Or yes, sir. It's a little bit too short for my life. Anyways, <laughs> I just got a bad hair piece, a, a 1970s okay. plaid jacket, a big, thick, uh, wide tie. And I'm trying to get you into this. Can I get you? Can I interest you in this, my friend? Okay. John's your name? John? Uh, well, John. Uh, John, how, nice to like, meet you. What would you think if I told you that I could get you a game where the Texans 
are plus two in turnover differential. Ooh. Is that something you'd be interested in? Okay, you, you've got my you've got my attention. This is more than just a thirty second elevator test. Okay, John, got what my if attention. I also improved on that. What if I got you a quarterback in Deshaun Watson who threw Ooh. four touchdowns and zero interceptions? Is that something you'd like? Might you be interested in that type of uh, a deal? Okay, now wait a second. You are a sleazy car salesman, and you're telling me that I get plus two in turnovers. I am, and and I get four touchdowns from Deshaun Watson and no turnovers going the other way? That's right. And Hold how about on. If I, how, Hold you on. seem like a nice guy, and, you know, you seem like somebody I enjoy talking with, so I'm going to let you in on something else. How about I get you a blocked field goal? Would you like that no. on top of those other two things? Come on. That's, now, that, now it's just too much, man. I'm going to do no, it for, no, no. for you. No. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. You, would, was that, all was that of it? Your, yes, all those things. Okay, um, I listen. I like all of those things, and if I get all of them in one car, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would love that. I'll, t- I'll take on. that hold today. On. Hold, 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 hold on, I get okay. Yeah, in my imaginary, my manager's telling me this. Okay, I'll, I'll throw this in. Okay, Texans are going to start at the thirty-one yard line. Average uh, their own thirty-one yard line. That'll be their average starting field position. Titans are, aren't going to start at their twenty-one. So I'm going to give you 10 yards of field position every drive. You like that? Okay. I mean, seriously. I mean, where, uh, I mean, Drew, the car salesman, where do I sign? Where do I sign? I, I can tell you're ready to sign, but yeah, 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 yeah. You're a good dude. And I want to let you in on something else. I want to let okay. you, we got something else for you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I trust you. I trust you. What do you got for me? In the red zone, you're going to go four for four. Cool with that. I mean, I told you I'm already interested. I mean, you're just, you're just driving it home. I mean, you're basically telling me that I do not have to call my wife to get confirmation of me making this purchase. Like, this is all – I mean, I'll be able to tell her all these great things I'm going to get. So, yeah, I mean, seriously, you don't have to tell me anymore. I mean, just hand me the pen. I'm, re- I'm ready to sign. That's not how we do things here at Doherty Automotive Dealership, Dad, oh, okay. for sure. His old dad right. gives great deals, doesn't he? Hey, dad gives good deals. That's a, yeah, it's a great tagline. Sometimes um, you gotta okay. go, sometimes you gotta go to fourth down. You don't want to go to fourth down too much. Yeah, yeah. But what no. if you go to third, fourth down three times and you convert all all three of them? Is that, is that something that kind of maybe turn your attention, maybe drive this thing home for good, put the nail in the coffin? Um yeah, well, absolutely absolutely. I mean, you're giving me four touchdowns already, no turnovers. Uh, created or no turnovers to the other team. You're giving me two turnovers that they don't get. You're giving me a block field goal and you're giving me three for three yeah. on fourth down. Yeah. So here about go ahead. Can you sign right there? And this, this, uh, this car is yours. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, want, I will sign. Okay. It's a, okay. The deal's official. Yes. Okay. Deal's official. Okay, John. Well, the car is right. yours. You're going to need to uh, put some new wheels on it. Um, not just new tires, but new wheels. And one of the axles is split. And it also needs a carburetor. So uh, thanks for your, your business. We appreciate the, everything. But um, I forgot to mention that the Titans had 600 yards of offense. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of tough. All right. I, Better Business Bureau needs to hear about this nonsense. You can't give me all of that without me knowing 601 
yards of total offense. I didn't give you just three good things to think about. I gave you six good things to think about. You yeah. So Wait, hold up. That's but but you didn't. You buried the lead, car salesman Drew. Dad, I mean Drew Automotive. Detail, I mean, I'm a car salesman. I'm not, not very happy. I'm a car salesman, um, not a journalist. Well, I guess you got me on that one. You definitely got me on that one. Well, John, it's that's been not good fair. Being, it's been good doing business with you. I hope I can bring your business back next Tuesday and perhaps do it again. Does that sound fun to you? Is that something, a deal you might be interested in? No. I mean, if you are going to give me all that great stuff and then tell me, oh, it's 601 yards of total offense, a 94-yard run in the fourth quarter, basically untouched, you're going to tell me all that? You're going to give me all those good things, but then you're going to give me all that on the back end and not tell me about that after I sign? No, I, I don't want to deal with Doherty Automotive ever again. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. so all those things go down. The Texans fall. Um, it was it was ugly. I mean, there's some major, major problems defensively uh, that we saw on the ground, through the air. I mean, you can't just say it was just the run defense this time because they had 300-plus yeah. passing yards. Romeo Cornell, he, he called a spade a spade in the postgame press conference. He said – on the 94-yard touchdown run, or excuse me, the, uh, the final touchdown, the, the wild yeah. guy, he said, I didn't call timeout because we practiced that play. Yep. Is it simply a matter of guys just on a one-by-one -one basis simply not doing their jobs and trying to do a little bit more than what they should be doing, John? Is that what you, you saw on Sunday? You know, Drew, it's interesting. In a game of 11 people on either side, you can have a breakdown of one person. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's a breakdown of more than one, but you can have a breakdown of one person. You can circle one person and say, watch this play, and this is why this play worked for the opposition. And that happened on the Will Fuller 53-yard touchdown. For some reason, Malcolm Butler, the, the Titans got good pass rush. Everybody else is pretty much covered, but Malcolm Butler just forgot what his coverage responsibilities were, and Will Fuller just kept running down the field. Deshaun saw him and threw a ball deep. One guy got Tennessee beat on that play. And it was a good scheme, yes, but he blew the coverage. Mm -hmm. One guy sometimes is the breakdown for this defense. And it's not the same guy every time. You know, it's not always, you know, I, I would say this, Drew, this is going to sound weird. You know, the defensive tackles inside – I know when you think of run game, that's what you think about. Oh, there's no DJ Reader. Oh, those defensive tackles are getting squashed. That really is not the case. You know, Brandon Dunn and PJ Hall have done a decent job inside. But PJ Hall, PJ Hall's su surprisingly, remarkably, and probably been a bright spot. Yeah, on a, on a very rough season otherwise for this defense. Yeah, but defensively, you, know, you talk about gap integrity and responsibilities and you know look sometimes when you have otherworldly talent you know like a jj watt you know, sometimes you're not always going to do what okay i know my gap is here but i've been playing this game for so long i recognize this run set i'm going to jump out of my gap and go here and go make the play and what ends up happening is people on the defense start feeling like man i need to go make a play I need to go make a play. And so you start trying to do some other guy's job. Hey, look, I want to dart in here because I think I can make it. And you end up getting nudged or pushed out of the way, and all of a sudden 
they run the ball where you were supposed to be. And I think a great example of that was the 94-yard run by Derrick Henry. Brandon Dunn and P.J. Hall did a really nice job of clogging it up on the play side. Yeah. On the left, on the offensive left. It was Henry's left side and then the hole on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so Terrell Adams jumps up to to fill that side. They've got the hole, like a wall built. But Henry sees that gap to his right. And nobody can get in that gap. And Zach Cunningham had to jump over, needed to jump over to that gap sooner because of what the guys in front of him were doing. The guys in front, Brandon Dunn and P.J. Hall, are doing a good job holding things up. If Zach just follows the rules of gap integrity, like, hey, these guys are taking care of these gaps. I better bounce into this gap make sure that he doesn't show up here because if he did, he would hit him right in the face. It would have been a two-yard game. But Zach didn't get there fast enough. Henry does, and now he's off to the races. And now you're talking about a guy 6'3", 247, who might be the fastest guy in the field at that point, with one guy in front, a safety, and all the room to make him miss, and he's off to the races. And, look, the guy ran for 212 yards. I'll, I'll never take anything away from Derrick Henry. I've been a big, big Derrick Henry fan for a long time. He played Uli High School, which is just outside of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've followed him for a long time. He's always been a man among boys. He still is in the NFL, a man among boys. But the Texans made it easy for him. Easier than On that, him. yes. Yeah. And, and really, if you take away that 94-yard run, which I know kind of makes me ill to even say it, but if you take away that 94-yard run, let's say you stuff him there and you create a three and out and get the ball back and then finish the game at that point, Henry has 125, 130 yards. And then you don't go into overtime, so he doesn't have another 53 in the receiving game. So he walks out of there with a little bit, a little bit more than he's had in games this year, and you probably win that game. And yet, that's a bust up front for one guy, maybe a second guy. Now, did the Titans block it up pretty well? Sure, yeah. They did a decent job blocking it up. But what happened was, because of the way that Dunny and P.J. played it, the play should have been stopped. And so, after that play, I was in my moat, and I was, like, right in line with the defense. And I see Dunny have a surface, or an iPad, or whatever he had in sidelines. And he gets up, and he throws it down, and he walks off the bench. And I could feel his pain. I could feel his pain. It's like, I'm down in the trenches. I'm getting buried by two, 300-pounders, and I'm holding up for all I've got. And we got other people that aren't doing their jobs. And I knew he was mad, because you know that. Like, if you're sitting around a group of guys, you get mad about something because of what they said, you walk away, right? If you're mad about something that happened to you, you kind of sit there and just be like, God oh, dang, and then you'd explain to the guy. If you're mad about somebody sitting next to you or something, you walk away, and that's what he did. So I knew that Brandon was pretty upset about how that play was defense. And the Wildcat play, Romeo was right. They had it to def- they, – they knew it was coming. It wasn't like you saw his Chinese fire drill going on where it's like everybody's everywhere. It was – perfectly the personnel was perfect they knew what was coming and one guy gets beat on the play because he started looking the other side he got his eyes in the backfield instead of reading keys and playing off that block and again we go back to that whole thing and this is why I always love football because you need 11 guys in harmony and very rarely rarely does one guy cost you right if one guy makes a mistake you know, you can maybe overcome it with the other 10. The flip side is, 
we saw on Sunday where one guy on a play could make a mistake and that could cost the other 10. You know, in baseball, you can put a pitcher up on a mound and you may not be able to touch him. I mean, you might be, be able to hit him. You might be able to hit him at all. He's just or, breaking you know, 12 to sixers and one guy can beat nine. Yeah, or you got, or you got eight guys behind that pitcher who have they, – they're gold glovers, but the, right. the pitcher hangs a curveball, kaboom, you know. Bucky right. Dent, Casey exactly. Candell, they're going to take a yard. So my point in saying all that, Drew, is I think this defense, you know, when you start talking about some of the individual players, you think, okay, man, P.J. Hall's been doing some good things. Brandon Dunn has been doing some good things up front too. Uh, now, he's a little lighter than some of the defensive tackles that Texans have had. Um, but there have been some guys that have strung together some good performances. J.J., I thought, played very well at Tennessee. And not just because he got a sack, but I thought he played the run really well. Yeah. Um, I thought he maintained his gap integrity. He caused problems with the rush because he was drawing a tight end and a running back a lot of times. But you just had guys at times that had a hiccup on a play. Like Malcolm Butler had for the Titans. There were players for the Texans that had those on defense, and it costs you. You hope it doesn't. There's sometimes you watch and you go, oh, my God, if they would have thrown a ball to that guy, we left him wide open. Sometimes teams don't take advantage. The Titans took advantage of all of our mistakes uh, to the tune of 601 total off yards of total offense, and hopefully that's not going to happen ever again. But the Texans will get tested with the Packers coming in on Sunday. There you have it. In the lab, make sure you check out well, the video version, because you get to see Drew and I. But if not, go check out our podcast page, Vandermeer's View, The Deep Slant, and also In the Lab that Drew and I do together. It's absolutely fantastic. I love doing it. Um, that one was fun because I, I had to do it from the car because I've been traveling a lot lately. So it was fun, though. We did dissect what happened in Tennessee. It was not pretty all the time, that's for sure. Uh, but hopefully it'll get better this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. A big thanks to everybody involved. Mark Vandermeer, Wayne Larrabee, D.P. Sidhu, Wes Hodkovich, Drew Doherty, Carlos Watkins, and, of course, all of you for listening. Thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. <laughs> Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca Cola. Together, taste better. Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. 
To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times, don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig, with the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks, and with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast, be flexible, be ready for what's next, and bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Hey, Keith here from Papa John's, and it's that time of year again. My favorite holiday, it's Halloween. <laughs> That's right, and guess what? At Papa John's, we have something special just for you. It's our pizza in the shape of a jack-o'-lantern. That's right, it's our jack-o'-lantern pizza for only 11 bucks. Get yours today. It's a great way to celebrate Halloween. That with candy and Papa John's pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. And now the jack-o'-lantern pizza this Halloween. Papa John's Houston. Our world thrives on connections. And at Burns and McDonald, constructing vital connections from communications and critical infrastructure to facilities and operations is what we do. We deliver innovative projects with an integrated construction and design mindset that leverages knowledge, technology, and a commitment to safety and quality. We're designed to build. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Texans.